0: Tonight's story is adapted from Washington Irving's The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. It's about a schoolteacher named Ichabod Crane who... Ooh, well, you'll see. Hey cassettes and welcome back to the Black Case Diaries. <laughs> hey! Oh my god. Hello! Hello.
1: <laughs> BCD, we're back again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're three old friends learning everything we can about movies and TV and hopefully teaching you in the process I'm Robin I'm Marcy and I'm Adam alright fall is here yes. it's here we've passed the yeah. equinox it certainly yep. is the autumnal equinox and
1: how funny that the day fall started it was like cold. Outside. It was it's
0: here so, in Ohio. Here in Ohio, here's what happened: the last day of summer, it was 92 out. Yes, and the first day of fall, it was 64. Yeah, that it, is. I mean, insane. I, I can't believe that happened. It was. I, can't, I couldn't either. It was so wild because we're just like, it's so hot. Oh my god! And then. Yeah. Next like, day. Oh, shit. I should have turned
1: the furnace yeah. off. Yeah. I,
0: yeah. I, I put my arms out yesterday <laughs> and just felt the cool breeze. Like, this, yeah. Is, yeah. this yeah. is amazing. Yeah. The summer light is fading. It's gone.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. already and, gone. Yeah.
0: And the cool air of autumn is in our midst. Stores are placing swimsuits on clearance racks. Spirit Halloween has already set up shop and empty retail spaces. Yeah. yeah. And the evening air smells like wood smoke. So as we prepare ourselves for the spookiest time of the year, let's take a look at one of America's first ghost stories, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: You guys, have have you guys heard The Legend of Sleepy Hollow? <laughs> <Once laughs> I don't think, twice, not at once. <laughs> Washington Irving's tale about a schoolmaster and beheaded ghosts is one of the most adapted stories in film and TV. We've seen the story performed by humans, animals, and even Smurfs. This particular tale is deeply rooted in the American experience, and to many, it's a necessary part of the Halloween season. So this week we are taking a look at this staple in American literature and all the ways that the story has been adapted over the years. So turn out the lights and gather close by the fireplace. It's time to hear about the legends of Sleepy Hollow.
2: (laughs) do you
0: guys remember about think back 150 some episodes ago
3: okay i (laughs) thought you were gonna say years for a second i'm like yeah okay (laughs) sure sure sure
0: yeah no a, a little while ago we did an episode on the many versions of a christmas carol Yes, Oh, we did. wow. Are you
1: referring to the very first episode <laughs> the of the show? Yes,
0: I am. First. That was- <laughs> We did that a long time ago. And since then, we haven't done anything like that again. No. Yeah. So this is the first time since then that we have picked a story that has a whole bunch of adaptations. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to talk a little bit about. Each one, some yeah. of them we'll say a yep. little bit more about, but
1: yes, the Adams family was probably the closest we got to doing yeah. that, but it wasn't quite the same.
0: Yeah, it's not quite the same. This is one story that's been told and told and told mm-hmm. over again, and yep. we're just gonna kind of talk about different versions and what we like about those versions yeah. because we watched pretty much all of them, yeah. so we have opinions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a wild ride for sure. Washington Irving was born in New York on April 3rd, 1783. His parents were English and Scottish immigrants, and he was the youngest of 11 children. Dang. <laughs> Irving began writing at an early age, writing essays for a local publication under the pseudonym Jonathan Oldstyle. Oh. <laughs> nice. Oldstyle. <laughs> He intended to become a lawyer and eventually pass the bar exam, although he himself didn't think he was a very good student. Irving preferred writing over practicing law, and he teamed up with his brother, William, and a friend named James Paulding to write humorous essays for a periodical called Salma Gundy. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: just name after name.
3: Sounds like a joke.
0: <laughs> like I think the, it's, the a, it's a punchline. It's, it's yeah. a dish. Yeah. It's like a oh. yeah. It's a type of food. Oh really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Continuing with the satirical work, Irving published *History of New York from the Beginning of the World to the End of the Dutch Dynasty* by Diedrich Knickerbocker in 1809. This particular piece of work earned Washington Irving critical acclaim.
1: Very nice. And
0: uh-huh. if you're interested in reading it, we're going to link to that on the blog. It's free online so there to you read. Go. Yeah. Sweet. That was, made him pretty popular. Like People actually started to know who he was. Yeah. He was kind of a well-known writer before The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. It wasn't until years later, after Irving's family business failed, that he began writing the sketchbook of Jeffrey Crayon, Gent, also known simply as The Sketchbook. This collection of stories contained what would become two of Irving's most famous contributions to American literature, Rip Van Winkle and The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. So Rip Van Winkle, do you guys know which, what that is? That, yes.
1: That's a name that I've heard. Yeah,
0: Rip <laughs> Van Winkle is the story of the man who falls asleep and wakes up 20 years later. Yes.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a very
0: yeah, yeah. it's a very famous story. I would argue probably less famous than Legends of Hollow <laughs> For sure. But it is pr- a common one that yeah. you hear a lot.
3: It's also, I don't know that we talk about it too much within this episode, but I do know that in a lot of the iterations where they ad- they don't Strictly adapt this story. They mm-hmm. just kind of bring it into their own story. They also kind of bring in some Rip Van Winkle story. Right, so it's kind facts of facts from there. Yeah. So it's it, yeah, it's kind more of it's more of, kind, of, kind of, yeah. of like
0: it's it's all in the same universe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a Washington
3: Irving universe. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. It's the Irviverse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although Irving was already popular, it was these stories that earned him international acclaim. So. He was actually in the UK when he wrote this story, Um, Legends of You Hollow. So, (laughs) whoops. Yeah, but you know, so when it was published, he was popular over there too, Europe Mm -hmm. and in America. Uh, Just, you know, he was not, this is not just something that Americans know. This is a worldwide story. (laughs) (laughs) The concept of a headless horseman was not completely new, as there had long been legends about Reaper like riders that carried their own heads. There are some concrete sources of inspiration, like Sir Walter Scott's The Chase, which was published in 1796. This story was a translation of a German poem, and is believed to be based on Norse mythology. The New York Historical Society has another theory, that Irving based the Headless Horseman on a real Hessian soldier that was decapitated in
1: 1776.
0: Yikes. Yeah. So a real Revolutionary War soldier. Yeah. Cool.
2: Cool.
0: In 1798, Washington Irving moved to Tarrytown, a village in New York and home of the real-life Sleepy Hollow. He may have drawn inspiration from the oral myths and legends shared by locals and created his own story. Many believe that he based the characters on real people. For example, you can find a tombstone for Katrina Van Tassel in the local graveyard. Colonel Ichabod Crane was a Marine that lived at the same time as Irving, though there is no evidence that the two men ever met.
1: Ah, ah, all right. That's pretty cool. Yeah,
0: it is. Yeah. So there's some elements. I think that was one of the things that made him a really good writer, and especially a really good American Gothic yeah. writer, was that he chose areas of the world, New York, that he knew very well. Mm-hmm. He was like, he wrote what he knew. He. he <laughs> chose places he that did he did it right. He picked <laughs> names that were real names right. like he, you know, and he took, you know, stories c- kind of almost like, you know, Brothers Grimm for example, like yeah. taking oral legends and and yeah. histories and things that he heard and creating something that would resonate with the people who lived nearby and then in turn everybody else <laughs> in, the, yeah. in the world. Irving included real landmarks in the story, like the old Dutch church, placing the legend of Sleepy Hollow firmly in the town in which he lived, and would eventually die. The Legend of Sleepy Hollow can, and has been, interpreted in many different ways. Some believe that the Horseman represents a haunting past that will never die. One thing is for certain, the story, much like the Headless Horseman, is immortal. Since its first publication over 200 years ago, the story has always remained in print.
1: Yes, I know um, that you can still get it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah.
0: It's, that's a long time to remain in print. Yes. 200 years is... Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's a great story, so yeah. I, don't, I, I get it. So many of you out there have probably heard the story. You've seen <laughs> one of these adaptations, most likely, so you kind of get it. You know, You know what goes on, but we're going to give you a summary of the story now. It's almost time for school to start for the children of Sleepy Hollow and the town is excited to meet the new schoolmaster, Ichabod Crane. Sleepy Hollow is a quiet town filled with tall tales about ghosts, witches, and all other manner of supernatural happenings. The most terrifying ghost of all is that of the Headless Horseman, a former soldier that had his head blown off by a cannon. Legend says that the horseman rode his black horse at night, looking for a head to replace his own. Ichabod Crane has decided to court Katrina von Tassel, the daughter of a wealthy farmer. Crane has a rival, though, named Abraham von Bront, a.k.a. Brom Bones. Yeah. Bones has scared off every suitor for Katrina, though Ichabod refuses to stop pursuing her. One night after having dinner with the Van Tassel family, Ichabod attempts to ride home. He sees a dark figure on the path that begins to chase him. Ichabod recognizes the man as the headless horseman and attempts to escape. He reaches the bridge that the horseman cannot cross and the ghost hurls something at Ichabod knocking him off his horse. The next morning Ichabod is nowhere to be found. His horse is at home and the only traces of the schoolmaster are his hat, some hoofprints and a shattered pumpkin.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So no one really knows what happened to him. Ooh. <laughs>
1: it's it's great to leave it like that mm-hmm. because it it just makes your mind go nuts, right? <laughs> you finish it, and you're like, "What
2: happened?
1: <laughs> what could it be? Was it Brahm in yeah. a costume, or was right. it real? Did he get spirited away? Did he just flee? We
0: don't know." Yeah, I think it's it's really fun to see the way everybody interpreted it yeah. and, like, mm-hmm. all the different interpretations of it because, you know, reading the story just at face value, it's like, why would a ghost be carrying around a pumpkin? Yeah. yeah. Obviously, yeah. it was brown bones. You know, it's yeah. like you're, like, well, <laughs> he, he was holding it so it would look like a head. Right. And yeah. then he threw it, and it's, like, it's just a pumpkin. Smashed, yeah. You know, and it's, like, that's something that face value, you're, like, okay, cool, cool. But then you watch like the Disney version, and the pumpkin's on fire, (laughs) you know. And it's like it's you know this whole different idea. Like it really is the headless horseman, and yeah, he's he's gonna kill you with this pumpkin. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) So it it is cool how so many versions have kind of made it their own, and yet yet you still have this really cool base of a ghost story.
3: All right, so the first film adaptation of the story was The Headless Horseman in 1922. Wow.
2: Goodness yeah, me. That's,
3: wow. The film was directed by Edward D. Venturini and starred Will Rogers as Ichabod Crane. Apparently, there were three film adaptations made during the silent film era, but this was the only one to survive.
0: Wow. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah, they lose them. Or we we lost them, a lot or... of stuff. Yeah, my gosh. In the yeah. early days of film, many things yep. were destroyed, and just it was hard not to keep track of stuff, exactly and it was hard to store it yeah. or yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: damage to them, or yeah, all kinds of things.
0: Cities were whole cities were still catching on fire at this time. Yeah, <laughs> right. like sure. I mean, yep. yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. It's hard to make copies then. Yeah, you, know, you can't yeah. have a zillion copies of one thing, so you know yeah, yeah yeah carl Stearns clancy wrote the adaptation he was a producer that often worked with will rogers which explains why rogers stars in the film Ah, uh, yes even then he, we were you yeah. know bringing in our own it <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> makes sense will rogers was an incredibly popular humorist and actor and this role seemed to counter his lovable persona
0: yeah, it's kind of a weird choice. Yeah. Him as Ichabod Crane. Yeah. I saw that and I went, Really? Will Rogers?
3: Like, okay. It's a choice. Yeah. In this version, Ichabod Crane is a somewhat cruel teacher, and many of the townsfolk mm. would like to see him gone.
0: Yeah. Wow. wow. That He's, is a twist. Like, yeah. Little bit different. He's a little bit of a villain, kind yeah. of. Not, Not, I wouldn't say straight up villain, but he is, I mean, you see a lot yeah. of people want him gone. So when he uh. does get chased out of town, it's like, good.
1: Wow. <laughs> Thank
0: God. <laughs> we didn't like him anyway. We
3: that, need a new teacher. <laughs> that's,
1: that's so strange. What a difference. Because yeah. in most of the other ones, he's extremely likable. Yeah. Which yeah. is why Brom Bones gets so
0: upset, upset about we Or just, just like was- everybody likes him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. everyone. They're yeah. all him. excited to beat him. And yeah. 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 I think I've always like gotten from the story that he wasn't the greatest guy the fact that he they kind of imply that he might like Katrina not just because she's pretty because that's the number one reason he likes Mm -hmm. her yeah but also because she's rich Ah. and that's why he's going after her Uh and I think that's so you have this little bit of a you know (laughs) might not be the best guy Uh you know
1: makes sense (laughs) that's so weird
0: (laughs) yeah
3: the Headless Horseman is famously slow-paced, lasting about 75 minutes.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I could make it yeah. through
3: that. It was groundbreaking, however, because it was the first movie shot on panchromatic film, meaning that it was sensitive to all shades and colors. Before that, studios used orthochromatic film, which made certain colors appear as bright white instead of gray. Yeah interesting yeah so
0: like you would actually see like instead of just a white sky the sky would be yeah. kind of like grayish it would it would oh. pick up the tint of a blue sky oh, yeah nice so it was fo- far more grayscale yeah. than a harsh black and white wow <sighs> probably
3: easier uh, to watch then
1: yeah yeah maybe it, or it could maybe be easier to colorize too yeah if they ever oh, wanted that's to do sure that if
3: yeah yeah Though this film is a great watch for movie historians, it might not be the best one to start with if you've never seen any adaptations. <laughs> but if you're interested so. in watching the film, you can find the link in our blog as yeah. well. Yeah,
0: we'll link to it so yeah. you can watch it. <laughs> C- critics hate this movie. It's not, I mean. It's from 1922. I mean, okay. I mean, like, okay. I mean I, what I'm saying is. But yeah, yeah. They dislike the movie because it is long yeah. and drawn yeah. out. And people just feel like it's just famously slow-moving. Like, yeah.
1: Where's like, come the horseman? Yeah, this is
0: a
3: short story. Come on. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> short story, long movie for some reason. If it
1: had been done this yeah. way now, it would be a trilogy.
0: Yeah. Oh, I know.
1: <laughs> or or a series. Uh, I know.
0: Listen, an hour-long yeah. Listen to us. Like, yeah. critiquing a movie from 100 years ago that was 75 minutes long, and we have the Batman. Seriously. We
3: have the Batman. <laughs> like... We have three hobbits. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Here's,
1: yeah. here's the thing, though. If they did like a sleepy hollow take that was like Batman, yeah, but it was like you know made like the Batman because that yeah. movie I freaking loved,
3: yeah, yeah, that was a
1: good one. I would totally watch it, like, <laughs> that, that w- like if they somehow did like a weird noir spin on yeah, it, yeah, that would it, be cool. I'd be like, yeah. mm,
3: okay, got my
1: all attention, right. I'll sit for three hours.
3: <laughs> the next one we have is also called The Headless Horseman, but this one is from 1934. Before Walt Disney retold the story of Ichabod Crane, his former collaborator and Mickey Mouse co-creator, Ub Iwerks, created a short called The Headless Horseman in 1934. Yeah. Carl Stallings' music accompanies the animation. He composed for many of Iwerks' silly symphony shorts, which gave the short a similar silly feel.
0: Yeah. (laughs) This is... This is stretchy, oh, you know, oh, bendy. I love it. Like the music, yes. and you're, you know, there's really no one's really talking. This is all just like acted out with the music. And then, you know, it's a lot shorter than the Disney film. And it is, it is much more like a silly symphony, but it is The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Love it. Yes.
3: The characters are more comical, and the story isn't nearly as terrifying.
0: Nope. (laughs) It kind of takes away all of the scare factor. (laughs) My
1: My kind of adaptation. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: Perfect. There's also no narration or speaking roles, and much of the physical comedy mirrors popular comedians of the time, like the Three Stooges. Oh, yeah.
0: Nice. There's a bit in there that is straight out of the Three Stooges, for sure
3: iWorks would return to Disney Animation years later and actually worked on the special effects team for Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Ah, oh, that's so cool.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he went back. Him and
3: Disney hung that's out awesome. again. That's <laughs> awesome. Perfect. So we'll link to this 1934 short in the vlog as well if you're yeah. interested in watching All right. that. Right. Yeah, I just wanted so, to mention
0: it. Yeah. So much content. Yeah. You. yeah. <laughs> Give a shout out to so, Ub. Yeah. You know, he deserves it. So, the next one we're going to talk about is The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad.
2: All Woo! right.
0: All right, we're getting into the ones Logical. that we maybe we've, yeah, seen, right? like, you've we've seen, right? Probably seen this one. Yeah, these right? like, are the ones people might have heard of.
1: I have to say, I think that this was probably the first one I've seen. Okay, yeah. I, yeah. It, it, if it wasn't this one, it was like, Are You Pretty in the Dark, maybe. <laughs> because, or like
3: a, yeah, iteration like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because all these other ones that we're talking about. I can't say that I'd seen. Yeah. before.
0: Unless you're, you know, watching Turner classic movies at right. three yeah. yeah. AM. I don't think you're going to be watching the 1922 version. Exactly. Yeah. But
1: but even all the ones from after the Disney one to now. Yeah. you know, still.
0: Yeah, I I think this was the first one I saw too. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. I don't know if it was the first time I heard the story. Right. But yeah. I do think it was the first thing that I ever saw. Yes. In 1949, Washington Irving's most famous ghost story found a new audience with the release of Disney's animated classic, Ichabod and Mr. Toad. This film contains two short stories, one of them based on The Wind in the Willows, and the other based on The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Apparently, Disney wanted both of these stories to be full-length films, but they decided they did not have enough material. They combined the two, so that the plots did not feel stretched. However, this did lead to some cuts from Mr. Toad's half of the movie. For many children, this animated retelling was their first exposure to the story, keeping it at the forefront of American culture. It was the 11th Disney animated classic and the final film of Disney's wartime era, when the films were compilations of shorts instead of full-length features.
1: Yes, good chunk of those.
0: Yeah, this was the time period of make mine music, fun and fancy free, Mm -hmm. we're saving money, (laughs) we're putting putting movies out there, yeah. You know, three caballeros and... All that. Stuff like that, yes. Yeah.
1: Which is quite an interesting time. It was. If you go and watch all those, you're like, wow, this is, this is Disney? Yeah. This feels so different. It's
0: definitely, it's an experimental time for sure. Yeah. yeah. But I think the best movie to come out of it was probably Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Yeah, I
1: think so. Yeah.
0: The film was directed by James Algar, Clyde Geronimi, and Jack Kinney. The sleepy hollow half of the film was narrated by Bing Crosby. Ugh. Along with his singing voice, there is sometimes an accompanying chorus. Other than that, his voice is pretty much the only one you hear in the story. After the release of the film, Disney also produced a vinyl with the same story and songs. This time, however, it was narrated by Thurl Ravenscroft.
3: Nice. Two
0: great voices. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually it's so interesting yeah. to hear you hear like the, the song You Can't Reason With a <laughs> Headless Man. And you <laughs> Bing Crosby has that really smooth crooner voice. Yeah. And then if you listen to the record, which we could probably link to in the blog. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, why not? Might we might as well. More
1: content. Yeah.
0: More. The record, if you listen to the record, Thurl Ravenscroft has that very low baritone voice, it's so different. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, think of You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, but Headless Horseman, that's what Mm. it sounds like. This adaptation is fairly true to the original story. Although Ichabod appears to be the protagonist, Disney made it clear that he pursued Katrina Van Tassel partially for her money. The film also didn't shy away from dark material, and Disney reportedly still gets complaints about the song that Brom Bones sings about the Headless Horseman saying that it's too scary for children. Still? Oh, I think because it continues to end up on compilation albums. Uh, Oh, yeah.
3: (laughs) But it's great. (laughs) Like, kids aren't going to think about that too
0: much. No. Like, come on. Nope. Animator Andreas Deja says that he pulled inspiration from Brom Bones for Gaston's character design in Disney's Beauty and the Beast.
2: Oh,
1: you know what? Holy crap. That makes a lot of sense.
0: It sure does. It does make a lot of sense. So, like- my my dad told me when he was a kid, he grew up in the 60s. This yeah. was the first time he saw it too. The whole story of Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. He said he remembers he was sitting <laughs> on the floor watching the TV. Aww. It was like one of those like Wonderful World of Disney yeah. special presentations and he saw it and it was just the, you know, the, how terrifying <laughs> it was, you know, to see Aww. Ichabod running from the headless horseman as yeah. I mean, that scene is pretty intense. Yeah, too. it
1: is. It really is. And the like evil laugh of the horseman and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and
1: the horseman is drawn very differently from the rest of the characters. Yeah. Like, Ichabod is clearly a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and even the horse he rides on. is like this like lazy donkey-looking horse, right? <laughs> yep. But the horseman is drawn very sharply and, and intensely. Yes, and it's it's it is kind of scary.
0: It yeah. is. It's awesome. They have this wonderful shot, like with the hand going over the moon. It's like this yeah, hand oh, cloud. With the trees yes. Or, yes. Oh yeah, the clouds going over the moon. And you know, when I was a kid, I watched a lot of Disney's Halloween Treat. The mm-hmm. it was the 1980s Disney special <laughs> where yeah. they would have all the clips, and they had the longest clip was from Ichabod and Mr. Toad, and it was him you know, getting scared by the story and him being chased by the Headless Horseman. And so I saw that over and over again when I was Mm -hmm. a kid. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, it's, that sequence is beautiful. And, you know, you have that nice, after the the big climax, this calm, and then you hear like the narration about the hat and Mm -hmm. the shattered pumpkin and the hoof prints, which in the original story... You hear a little bit more, you know?
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And
0: that's where a lot of people feel like it differs because in the original, he says, well, there's this farmer who says Ichabod Crane's alive and he's doing fine, but the old wives, they say that he was spirited away Mm -hmm. by the Headless Horseman. And so it is the story is a little bit up in the air, but Disney made it seem even more up in the air. Right.
1: All right, moving down our list here. The next one is called The Legend of Sleepy Hollow from 1980.
0: All right. Not a big variance in titles here. Yes. No.
1: (laughs) I think (laughs) The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad is going to be the most different one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. In 1980, NBC premiered a made-for-TV film adaptation of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Filmed in Utah, it was produced by Sun Classic Pictures as part of their Classics Illustrated series. It starred Jeff Goldblum what? as Ichabod. Yeah. I
3: swear he's been everything. <laughs> I know.
1: Meg Foster as Katrina and Dick Butkus as Brom Bones. In a wild change from the original story, the film ends with Ichabod making it to Katrina's house and the Headless Horseman returning to the forest. This version also introduced an original character named Thelma Dumpke. Just as Ichabod is a rival of Brom Bones, she is a rival of Katrina for Brom Bones' affections. Directed by Henning Schrellerup, a prolific cinematographer and director, this is a charming adaptation filled with painted backgrounds and a foreboding score by Bob Summers, who scored Sailor Moon, (laughs) if you're interested, which is pretty sweet. This movie is somewhat difficult to find, but you might be able to snag a glimpse at young Jeff Goldblum if you search it on YouTube.
0: Yeah. Or if we link to it. Or if yeah. we link to it. <laughs> yeah. That's yes. right. Oh my god,
3: he's yeah. so young in it.
1: <laughs> I know. It's like if he wasn't already a heartthrob.
0: <laughs> I know. He's yeah. like
1: you see him in that and you're like, "Wow." Yeah. Look at how cute he is. Right?
0: <laughs> this, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is an interesting one. It really it's, is. It's really weird. I and this one, Ichabod, is not superstitious at all. Which yeah. is kind of a big part of his character is yeah. him being superstitious. Yeah. And that is why right. he falls for the whole headless horseman yeah. bit. And it's so interesting. This one he doesn't believe in superstitions at all. Headless Horseman, one hundred percent real, and mm-hmm. also he looks like Jeff Goldblum. He doesn't. He's <laughs> right. He's, he's handsome. Yeah, he's a, he's whole, a handsome I man.
3: Mean, he's really thin and gangly. Yeah, like, like sure. Crane would be. But yeah, yeah other than that, it's right. kind of like eh, yeah.
1: yeah. It's, it's hard to get past. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. It it is super charming, though. It yeah. is. It's a it's a charming Aww. little adaptation. They talk a little bit about. American Indian legends and being mm-hmm. on sacred ground right. and yeah. those things. So and I, that's not really there. part of the original <laughs> story at all. I don't mm-hmm. know where that came into play, yeah. but
1: Yeah, it's such a strange one. Like yeah. just adding characters and, and
0: yeah different yeah. decisions. It's it's weird. fun. It's it's a fun little twist, you know, he makes it out. And yeah, I, think, I guess because if you cast Jeff Goldblum, you're like, he can't. He yeah, he has can't. to survive. Yeah, we can't. Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, they did that. That is the very reason why Ian Malcolm survives in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Ah. Yep. Next on our list is again the Legend of Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> what? But this time,
0: 1985. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right.
1: Shelley Duval's Tall Tales and Legends was a short-lived TV series that aired in September of 1985, with nine episodes. Duval was the creator behind the show and also served as executive producer and presenter. Following her successes with her first anthology series, Fairy Tale Theater, do you guys know uh, that one?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. This one looks like a lot of fun. Along with the other stories in the series, yeah. it's like they picked really good.
0: Oh yeah, it's
1: tales. She
0: got a lot of great actors, and <laughs>
1: she had some pull. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Directed by Ed Griles, this version keeps pretty close to the original tale. Ed Bagley Jr. stars as the schoolmaster Ichabod, Beverly D'Angelo as Katrina Von Tassel, Charles Durning as the narrator, Tim Thomerson as Brom Bones, and more. In there, there's a lot of people in there. The other other characters that they add in the series was nominated for a primetime Emmy Award and was succeeded by another anthology series titled Nightmare Classics.
0: That's awesome. I want to watch that. So,
1: it did pretty well.
0: It's really this is a really cute one. We watched it last night. The end of it is really fascinating to me because I think. Watching all of these different versions and the way everybody handles the ending is always the most interesting part.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Whether or not they leave it up in the air, whether or not they're very explicit, literal about the ending, <laughs> and I really liked that this one was this one was a little different. Also, yeah. it was yeah. goofy. This was goofy. It was, it like was a, very goofy. Yeah, it was but certainly for it. kids. Yeah, <laughs> and it has this like this goofy charm to it that you know adults can still appreciate, but it's you know. Very much like your kids can watch this. It's okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's fun. One of the major differences from the original story is that this adaptation definitively shows that Brom Bones was, in fact, the Headless Horseman and simply ran Ichabod out of town. This is implied in the original story, but it's not explicit.
0: No, it's not. In the original story, Washington Irving says that, you know, well, some people think Ichabod's alive... And that Brombones, every single time someone brings up the story, he laughs, and he seems like he knows more about it than he says. Right, right, yeah. And that's what they say in the story. And so you're meant to believe, I guess, you know, well, it was him. Like, he did yeah, it. Most likely. Yeah. yeah. But they, it's not explicit, though. Like, after no. that, that's when they have the, the classic, well, but the old country wives, who are the best judges of these matters, <laughs> yeah. they say otherwise. Which is
3: interesting wording. Yeah. You, yeah. you don't just. They, it wasn't just said that, oh, you know, they they talk and stuff. It was that they're the best judge yeah. Yeah. of these things. They're the
0: best judges of these yeah. matters. And yes. so
3: it's like, okay, that gives them a bit more credit than just being like, oh, but, you know, they just <laughs> mm-hmm. gab and say mm-hmm. it you know, was a supernatural yes. thing that happened.
0: And it even says at the end that, you know, people have seen and heard the ghost of Ichabod haunting the schoolhouse. Yeah. yeah.
3: The next one we have is, again... The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Oh my gosh! What? But this time, (laughs) from
1: 1988. Wow, not not that far off. There's a lot
0: of adaptations. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness.
1: In
3: 1988, Glenn Close narrated a version of the story for Windham Hill Records that would later have visuals added as part of Storybook Classics for Rabbit Ears Entertainment. It was also released on audio cassette and CD and is still available digitally. As part of an album that also contains seven short music tracks. Wow. Okay. That sounds that fun. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That,
1: that's got to be a great narration.
3: Yeah. There were several other albums released that told the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Thurl Ravenscroft and Boris Karloff both narrated versions. One of which Robin listened to as a child. Oh yeah,
0: I grew up listening to the Boris Karloff one. Nice. And uh, I remember, yeah, it did The headless horseman of sleepy hollow mm-hmm. rise through the midnight gloom. Yeah. <laughs> Is that I... the one you
3: shared in the. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I My dad
0: would something. sing that song. He would change the lyrics. He would say, He's <laughs> searching for his long lost head in Robin and Becky's room. <laughs> <Nah>.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: snap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be here any minute. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great, it's a great. Album. It's really fun to listen to. Besides movie adaptations, yeah. there were yeah record adaptations of this. We are literally
3: just scratching the surface here. <laughs> right. Yeah, like I'm sure there's you know books that use this kind of material. Oh my gosh, in it. so many TV like, shows. You know, yeah, yeah, so many. Yeah, so many TV yeah. shows have little bits <laughs> of it. So. Mm-hmm.
1: I did look up some of the artwork that was t- attached to this version. And it's it's pretty nice. It's yeah. just like little paintings of moments. You know, it's all still images, but it's, it's nice. It's yeah. still fun to look at. It yeah. reminds me of the Polar Express version That's, where it was yeah. kind of the illustrations there.
3: All right. The next one has a little bit more of a... It, it has a different name to it, actually. All right. Surprisingly, let's right, you here. we it go. It's gonna be called "The Tale of the Midnight Ride" oh. from 1994. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember this one. Yeah. Uh, we've we've discussed this before, but we knew that we couldn't talk about the legend of Sleepy Hollow without bringing up "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" Again.
0: Yay! Are you afraid Yay. of the dark? Yes. <sighs>
3: As a reminder, though, the original series was a horror anthology TV show geared towards children in the 90s. In the first episode of season three, we're treated to another retelling of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow by Tucker, the newest member of the Midnight Society. Nice. Yay! going to start
1: yeah. out the season strong. Uh, yeah,
0: seriously. Yeah.
3: <laughs> the episode was written by Darren Catania and director DJ McHale. It takes place in a modern Sleepy Hollow where the legend from 1700 and whatever. (laughs) One of of the characters says that one, guys. (laughs) Is said to reoccur every year at Halloween with a ghostly Ichabod Crane and the Headless Horseman. This modern take adapts the general story fairly well, except Ichabod, Ian in the episode, is a new kid at the school and his rival is on the football team classic yeah yeah
1: Yeah. i I love one for the 90s (laughs) i love how they turn it into that yeah Yeah. so it's you know is this more relatable to kids like bullying experience with the problem and all that but yeah it's it's cute yeah that's
3: very cute acting too they do really well (laughs) i mean shoot the kids
1: like throughout the whole show surprisingly do really well (laughs) most of the time
3: Brad, the Brom Bones of the story, dresses up as the Headless Horseman to scare Ian away. Of course, the real Headless Horseman
0: shows up to the party as well. Yeah. In an iconic scene. Yes. yes. Where he's, Brad? He sees the, he sees the, shadow. the shadow on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Brad? And then he and then it like, turns. Like, <laughs> he, the Headless Horseman literally phases out of the brick wall. <laughs> And he has yeah. this like ridiculously fake pumpkin thing on his yeah. head. Yeah,
1: but it's one of the best effects of the show. Yeah, that, that shot. Oh yeah, and it's very clear that this is a ghost now.
0: Yes. Oh, this You're is. Like, yeah. Run. This is such a good episode *Very oh, yeah. free of the Dark*. It's so fun. And, yeah, in this version, the ghost is 1,000% real. Mm Yeah. Yep. Yep. Pretty dang awesome.
1: Brad doesn't know how to face through walls. No. No,
3: no, he doesn't. No. No. Not that advanced. (laughs) (laughs) The next one we have is Wishbone Halloween Hound, the Legend of Creepy Collars. See, if you didn't think we were diving deep. Yeah, we.
1: What? (laughs) Diving
3: deep. Creepy collars. Uh, Creepy collars. cute. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Wishbone, if you didn't know, was an adorable Jack Russell Terrier that would envision himself as characters within classic literature. The show on PBS only lasted for 2 seasons in the 90s, but was one of the most beloved dogs on television. I
0: can't even believe it only lasted 2 seasons. No, yes. it felt yeah. like it it's, was so much longer. The show is that. so iconic, it just feels like it was around forever. I know, like
3: I distinctly remember the Rip Van Winkle episode yes. as well. The classic stories that were told usually went along with a lesson that Wishbone's owner, Joe, learns. In this episode, Joe and his friends, David and Sam, participate in a Halloween scavenger hunt. He is worried about his luck and whether or not an old house is haunted or not. Wishbone plays superstitious Ichabod Crane.
0: Yeah. He's superstitious in this version. Yeah. Yeah.
3: He's like, if something happens, you need to turn clockwise round once. (laughs) And if it's Sunday, turn twice. (laughs) He's like, that is so funny.
1: Very specific.
3: (laughs) Yes. This episode is a great introduction to the story for young kids, and you can find it on YouTube. Larry Brantley voiced Wishbone. He's a stand-up comedian and voice actor.
1: Very nice. Yeah. Classic show. I know it was rerun. A lot, which is probably why it felt like it was going for so long to us as kids. Yeah. You know, it, it just was constantly on. Yeah. It's a great voice, especially for this little dog. He's yeah.
0: so, cute. so, cute, so cute. I forgot how cute oh. Wishbone was, and then yeah. I watched the the- Video again, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that is a, that is a very cute dog." Yeah, because <laughs> as a child, yeah, oh. as a child, I like really believed in Wishbone. Yeah, me too. So to me, he seemed less dog like. Yeah, back then, it was like that's his voice. That's yep. what he's doing.
3: And it helped and that his mouth didn't move along. Yeah. Words. It really did. That really helped. He just ran around and he just had a voice. Yeah, and so. like
0: watching it now, I'm like, yeah, that's clearly a dog that's just doing his doggy best. Like- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the next one has a little bit of a different title.
2: Oh boy. Right.
0: Yeah. There we go. It's Sorry. called Sleepy Hollow from nineteen
3: ninety
1: nine. Oh, look at that. I mean Simple. nice job. Yes. <laughs>
0: Perhaps the most popular modern adaptation of this story is Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow from 1999. This film follows Ichabod Crane, who has been sent to the town of Sleepy Hollow to investigate a string of murders. The culprit appears to be the wretched apparition, the Headless Horseman. Ooh.
1: Immediately, pretty cool, Yeah, different take.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, I like I like the change in the way they, they did this where Ichabod Crane... Is an investigator. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. a, basically like a police officer, a detective, <laughs> right. who is coming to, to town to figure out why people are getting beheaded. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pretty cool. Have you ever seen this?
1: I haven't seen this version. Oh,
3: yeah. have you seen it? I have Mar- seen it. Okay. Yes, and I remember
0: Christina Ritchie. Is yes. Like too, so this is good. a really good. Yeah. Sounds cool. Yeah, this is. I would say this is a really good uh, gateway horror movie. Yeah, because. Yep. I wouldn't say that it is horror Mm-mm. because it's a little too goofy. Yeah. Okay. Yep. To be yep. like a straight up horror yeah. movie, but it nice. is I would say it's got enough horror elements yeah. in it that if you're trying yeah. to get yeah. in to horror, I feel like that's And, and the mood
3: of it is yeah. it is very that way. Yes. The colors nice. in the movie are very subdued, very dark.
0: It's not that fall leaves are falling and <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, it's nice. It's not out. like hocus pocus, no, yeah. yeah. The screenplay was written by Kevin Yeager, a celebrated makeup and special effects artist that was partly responsible for Freddy Krueger's iconic look, and Andrew Kevin Walker, a horror writer who wrote for the film Seven, among other things. Oh, man. Yeah. In true Tim Burton fashion, the film stars Johnny Depp as Ichabod Crane. Classic. Yeah. Christina Ricci plays Katrina Von Tassel, Miranda Richardson plays Lady Von Tassel, Casper Von Dien plays Brom Von Brunt and spoiler Christopher Walken plays the Hessian Horseman.
1: Ooh. Oh. That's <laughs> a strange one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's
0: Oh yeah. He's perfect. <laughs> this is this is this is not your father's headless horseman. <laughs> he's a little he's a little different. <laughs> the movie varies from the story greatly in plot, but also in character design. Johnny Depp reportedly wanted to wear prosthetics so that he would look more like the homely Ichabod Crane. Hmm. And less like a 90s movie star. Production designer Rick Heinrichs developed the creepy and foreboding sets that we see in the film. You may remember his name because he has worked with Tim Burton on many of his films, as well as some major blockbusters, such as Captain America. We talked a lot about Rick Heinrichs when we did our Frankenweenie episode last year. Uh Yeah. Because he was a big part of that set design, too. And the movie has that very cool, dark ambiance. Yeah. It's a very creepy sets and dark mm-hmm. and.
1: What you expect from kind of a Burton esque thing. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Danny Elfman composed a score for Sleepy Hollow. The composer has said that he enjoys working with Tim Burton because the director doesn't speak in musical terms, but uses emotions to describe what he wants.
1: Ah. That's really cool. I. Gotta see this.
0: Yeah, this is a good just movie. She hitting
1: me with cool stuff. I'm like, dang, <laughs> I should watch this.
0: Yeah, this is, and I I think that it's really cool that Danny Elfman's like, yeah, please don't explain music to me. Yeah. Okay, I'm a composer, so yeah. just tell Obviously, me what, you, just tell it. me what you want.
1: Yep. <laughs> How do you want just, people to feel? Yeah. And I'll take care of it. <laughs> I got
0: it. Yep. I know what to do. You just gotta tell me <laughs> what you want.
1: I mean, no doubt, because he clearly knows what he's oh, doing. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Great definitely. stuff.
0: During its debut, the film was not Tim Burton's biggest success, but it was also not a flop. Internationally, it made twice its estimated budget of $100 million. The film has found a strong following in recent years, as many consider it to be one of Burton's best films and a beautiful example of visual storytelling. Sleepy Hollow pulls off being a horror period piece with just enough humor to keep the audience in good spirits. Its set and imagery are top-notch, Setting a whimsically horrifying tone, the kind of filmmaking for which Tim Burton is most known. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yep. I felt
0: like whimsically horrifying is actually <laughs> like the best way to describe Perfect. Tim Burton. Yeah. Right? It's scary stuff, right? It's creepy yep. stuff, but it's whimsical. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, like, yeah. It's Is
0: there's, yeah, so there's some kind of merriment yeah. to it, you yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> not-
1: <laughs> the Merriment oh, Festival yeah. of Death.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It's just he's so joyful about yeah. such dark and sad things, yeah. you know? It's it's really an interesting combination. I like yeah. this what, you know, Tim Burton's all about. Yeah. So the next one does not have a special name. Oh. It's called The Legend of Sleepy Hollow from 1999. Same year. Nice.
1: Wow, weird. <laughs>
0: <Dang>. <laughs> but it's a very different movie. This may surprise you, but the Hallmark Hall of Fame actually makes films about holidays other yeah. than Christmas. What? Yeah. What? I, yeah, you know, impossible.
1: <laughs> I always remember the Hallmark stores as being the place that had all the Beanie Babies.
0: <laughs> oh my uh, god! Yeah.
1: That's what I think of Hallmark.
0: <laughs> Their version of the Legend of Sleepy Hollow also premiered in 1999, like the Tim Burton film. This one, however, was made for TV. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
0: The film starts with Washington Irving visiting some men in a tavern in Terrytown. Terrytown is the home of Sleepy Hollow and is where Irving lived. In this intro, the traveling Irving is looking to gather local stories and legends for a book he is writing. The men in the tavern begin telling Irving the tale of the Headless Horseman. Of the versions we watched for this episode, this was the first one to have this kind of framing. It was a nod to fans of the original story. It's pretty cool to have that framing in the beginning of the story where it's like, you see him getting the yeah. tale. Yep. You know it's not like he made it up. It's like he talked to somebody yeah. in town, and they were like, "Well, I'll tell you a ghost story." Yeah.
3: And they don't, they don't hold your hand with it either.
0: They don't mm-hmm. say, "This is
3: Washington Irving." Right. And right. Here he's getting his stories. They just kind of
0: show him doing it. Yeah. <laughs> he just walks in yep. and does it. It kind of reminds me of the beginning of an of Ever After.
2: Oh yeah! Oh the, yeah! The
1: yeah, Cinderella yeah.
0: movie with Drew Barrymore yeah. because at the beginning, totally. Yeah, she comes. She summons the Grim Brothers, and she's like, "You got the story wrong." Um, and it kind yeah. of, you know, yep. and it kind of reminds me of that framing. Yeah, mm-hmm. this version was one of the most true to the original tale, though Disney's version is still pretty on the money. Mm-hmm. But the, I feel like th- the those two are like at the top in terms of true to the original yeah. content. The Legend of Sleepy Hollow stars Brent Carver and Rochelle Lefebvre. It was directed by Pierre Gang and written by Joe Weisenfeld, who also wrote the classic TV miniseries Anne of Green Gables in 1985. Hey oh so I'm definitely gonna have to watch this one again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I adore Anne of Green Gables.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Go check out that episode. Yeah. One of our best.
0: In the original story, Washington Irving hints that Brom Bones, Ichabod's rival, scared the schoolteacher away by pretending to be the Headless Horseman. In this film adaptation, we see that Brom Bones does in fact intend to scare Ichabod away, but then the real Headless Horseman appears. Mm -hmm. So this one has a little bit more of, you know, we're interpreting the ending both ways. Yeah. You know, where we have Brom Bones dressed as the Headless Horseman chasing Ichabod out of town, but then... It turns so. out that the ghost is real. Yeah. <laughs> and that way it kind of gives you both options.
1: Yeah. I, I kind of like this way because it it, it it reminds me of the Are You of the Dark episode. That's very similar. Yes. Yeah. But it's cool that they do it like this because it implies that Ron Bones is using the story that existed before him to scare everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... Yeah. The story existed because the Headless Horseman is real. Yeah. But Brom Bones is using that story and scaring him with a costume. Yeah. And that's cool that it's both. It so makes I, sense
0: that it would be, right? Because right. mm-hmm. since the story already exists, like, why wouldn't, why why not? The ghost could exist too. Yeah. You know? And it, exactly. It, so yeah. it, it is cool that they're just, <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. Because
1: yeah. cause Brom is, like, using it to, to be scary, but just doesn't, Like, maybe he doesn't believe that it's real, so he's like, I'm just going to use the story that I know of. Turns out, though, that the story exists because it's real.
0: Yes. So that was one that we watched, didn't we, Mars, this 1991? Uh, At least the beginning of it. We (laughs) did. You know what? And that's the thing. Like, I this story is a really good story. Yes. But- I don't think it translates well to a full length movie. Yeah, agreed. I think episode of a TV show. I think special. Yeah, I whatever. I just don't think it is an hour and a half worth of content. Yeah,
3: yeah. I and I think, not unless you spice it up.
0: <laughs> yeah, unless you spice it up or change the story like yeah. Tim Burton did, because yep. honestly, it's just a short story and it doesn't work as well as a really long film. And I think yeah. that this was one of those adaptations that kind of suffered. And I, I don't think that that means it was bad. No. But I think it was it did a great it, job yeah. telling the story. And it was
3: very beautiful too. Like yes. It, it had the leaves that were falling, the beautiful colors, mm-hmm. the nice settings. It, it was gorgeous. Yeah. But yeah, just the story just. <laughs> uh, just.
0: It's, Yeah. <laughs> dragged like, out of it like <laughs> Disney Disney was saying you know yeah. okay this isn't enough for a whole movie so we're gonna make it half of a movie and it's yeah. they were they correct were, yes. yeah. <laughs> 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 they were right <laughs> all
1: right moving on we've hit the 2000s everybody
0: Woo! oh my gosh oh we're oh almost there gosh!
1: yes next is the haunted pumpkin of sleepy hollow all oh. right This one's from 2003
0: this was cute this yeah, is a cute one yeah
1: The Haunted Pumpkin of Sleepy Hollow is an adorable animated film that gives a little twist to the story by having two friends, Nick and Kate, pick out a Halloween pumpkin that, unbeknownst to them, at first, is haunted by the Headless Horseman.
0: This is an interesting idea, and I really like it.
1: Yeah, they find his pumpkin. Yeah,
0: they're not really necessarily adapting the story. It's like they're just, you know.
1: Mm -hmm. Using the story to to create a new one. It became haunted after two thieves hid Irving's original story within the pumpkin while being chased by a security guard. Hmm. That's a strange
0: thing
1: to to... I hope
0: they recovered the original manuscript and freaking this legend (laughs) of sleepy hollow. (laughs) Now I'm more worried about that.
1: (laughs) The remainder of the film follows the kids as they must keep the pumpkin head away from the horseman until midnight so he does not regain all his powers. Okay.
0: Oh, man.
1: It was a direct video creation, but may be remembered fondly by those that saw it briefly for a few years when Cartoon Network showed it. Yeah. Ah. Very nice.
0: This is another one we, we watched. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. this is super cute, and I love the way that the story changes. It's- It definitely wasn't my favorite adaptation that we watched, but I I still thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it
3: had like we talked about it had an interesting concept. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: cool. Difference. Yeah.
1: Next is Sleepy Hollow from 2013 to 2017.
0: Here we go, our first TV show.
3: Yeah, Yeah, like in
0: the mix here. Yeah,
3: not and not just like a one episode TV show. Mm -mm. This is like a full. This is an actual (laughs) series. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes. Sleepy Hollow was a popular television show that lasted four seasons on Ooh. Fox, so quite a bit. Yeah. Four yeah. seasons is not... That's a that's pretty good run. Ichabod, in this iteration, is a soldier in the Revolutionary War and is the one to decapitate the horsemen. After suffering a mortal wound during combat, Ichabod passes out, only to wake nearly 250 years later in the same town. Now that's a cool twist.
0: Yeah, so... It is really interesting, and the Legend of Sleepy Hollow takes place around the time when Washington Irving is writing the story,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but the ghost, the Headless Horseman, is from the Revolutionary War, so the the ghost is from well, quite a bit of ways back in All time, right. Yeah, and already even for that story, so in this version, Ichabod Crane, instead of living in quote-unquote modern day times yep. when Washington Irving <laughs> was writing it. <laughs> He is also from the Revolutionary War. And they meet each other on the battlefield. He decapitates the he- the horseman and the horseman stabs Ichabod. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's that. And here we go. Here we go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Ichabod soon discovers that his awakening also brought about the headless horseman. Ichabod pairs up with a police officer to keep the horseman and anything else supernatural at bay. The show stars Tom Meissen, Lindy Greenwood, and Nicole Beher as they battle the forces of evil. The show started with a large audience but faced several issues with changing showrunners and what critics called sloppy writing. Yeah. The show also faced a lot of criticism for how it treated its characters of color. It was filmed in Wilmington, North Carolina. One of the most haunted towns in America.
0: Yes. Which is it, pretty neat. It was. It was filmed in Wilmington, North <laughs> Carolina, which is, if you're unfamiliar, is like the second place, the second most popular place to make a movie in the yep. United States. It's Wilmington, North Carolina. Right along the water there in Cape Fear. It's beautiful. There's <laughs> oh, a yeah. lot, a lot of stuff is made there, including Sleepy Hollow. And it is a very spooky town. It's. <laughs> Super, super spooky. Nice. Yeah, yeah, if you want to talk to ghosts, you should move there.
1: I'm yeah. uh, not gonna yeah. go. It's a great,
0: <laughs> great place. I love it. What did you think of Sleepy Hollow, Mars? I really
3: liked it. I liked the supernatural elements of it. Yeah, and, and just the the way they were changing it and adding other things they add, to it.
0: This is one of those things that adds Rip Van, Rip Van Winkle elements yes. to it. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's really cool they have some funny moments too like yes. there is there is some comedy like when the headless horseman first shows himself to the police officers and they're trying yeah. to, to shoot him down <laughs> and they're both looking at each other and they're like uh, uh dro- drop your weapon can he hear us you know <laughs> like, I, I wanna...
2: <laughs>
3: like, <laughs> like fair question yeah. i mean he does yeah. head, have a head. You... like
1: Oh wow. yeah. never I never thought of that <laughs> yeah. that is yeah. true,
0: so yeah, it's dark, it is fairly violent, yeah. there are a lot of decapitations, yeah. Wow. yeah, and first it,
3: episode yeah, yeah first
0: episode, several people lose their head, yeah, and yeah. yeah, so it's really interesting, but i I like the premise, and it is really I do fun, too. yeah, cool. I do
3: too. The next one we have is The Legend of Smurfy Hollow. All right. I wonder what that one's with. (laughs) (laughs) From 2013. In 2011, Columbia Pictures brought back the Smurfs, but in live action with CGI versions of the titular blue characters. Yeah. Well, Sony Pictures Animation followed this movie up in 2013 with a direct-to-video Legend of Smurfy Hollow. It begins in CGI, making you think the entire 22-minute short will be in that medium. Thankfully, though, especially for us, it switches (laughs) to a classic and sweet 2D version of the Smurfs.
0: Yeah, my recommendation to you is if if you're going to watch this, (laughs) turn it on. Fast forward through the part where they're 3D, and then hit play, and then just (laughs) watch. because
3: you don't need
0: you don't don't need it. You don't need need it.
1: It's useless context. It's
0: the only. It's just I think they did it because it it kind of connected it to the movies. Yeah, Yeah. the movie that had recently come out, and they wanted to make it look like that.
1: I mean, it's just them sitting around a campfire, and then one of them is like, "I'll tell you the story." Yeah, and then the story is the good part in 2D.
0: Yes, that's that's all it is.
3: But it, it really threw us for a loop because we really thought it was going to be a 22-minute... T-
1: <laughs> the the three Smurf characters that they picked to be like the quote-unquote hosts of this thing, the ones sitting around the campfire, were not great choices. No. Because no. there were a lot of Smurfs to pick from, yeah. and they picked three kind of obnoxious yeah. ones. that so And at that time,
3: help. the they still had the eyes look like human eyes, which were... Yeah. Really, yeah. Yeah. Although not a direct retelling of Irving's story, it uses the Headless Horseman in a ghost story that has a very direct message of loving your family. Also in this adaptation, the Headless Horseman is not a real entity, but instead a Smurf ghost story. The beginning of this short film features Tom Kane as the voice of narrator Smurf. Kane has had a prolific career, lending his voice to many documentaries, The Powerpuff Girls and Star Wars The Clone Wars. Just to name a few. Yeah, the
0: yeah. voice of narrator Smurf is Yoda and Admiral Ackbar wow. and a bunch of other voices and all the Clone Wars stuff. So they went yeah. all out.
3: All right, the next one we have.
0: And is- the last one, right? Yeah, it is. Oh, this yeah. is goodness. the We are
3: down to the last this one. Is, yep. Holy cow. Oh, man. It's called... Headless, A Sleepy <laughs> Hollow Story.
0: This is funny. Wow. This is <laughs> From cute. this year. Yeah, this, this just started. Yeah. Hey.
3: Yes. That's yeah. kind of cool. This 10-part series is the newest and final one on our list. Currently, as of recording, only the first four episodes are up on YouTube.
0: Right? This is yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's pretty
1: cool, too. Is <laughs> it like a... Web series. It is, yeah. Okay, yeah. so it's web- like YouTube. It's the yeah.
0: first, it's the first web series. To I know, list. Yeah. We we yeah. had lots and lots of movies, yeah. one TV show, yeah. and,
3: and now a web series. Web series. <laughs> awesome. The independent studio responsible for this series, shipwrecked comedy, is located in Salem, Massachusetts.
0: So cool. I don't... Mm.
3: Oh, man, they probably get so many ideas from just being there. The studio prides itself on blending comedy, dry humor, history, and literature. In this short series, Ichabod is new to town as the middle school science teacher. When his landlord decides to charge him more than they agreed upon, he must find a roommate. (laughs) Things get interesting when the headless horseman himself (laughs) wants to be Ichabod's roommate.
1: Are you kidding me?
3: (laughs) The pair make a bargain for rent pay in exchange for finding the horseman's head. Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I just thought he was going to say in exchange for his soul. <laughs> oh.
3: I mean, who knows? Who knows I, right mean, of yeah, mm-hmm. I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, we don't know. His, Only four episodes, all, you know, yeah. he
2: could have
3: alter- interior motives.
0: This looks like so much fun. And what a fun little way to end our list. Yeah. Because that is such a different take on the story. Oh, yeah. Many of these were adaptations, straight up adaptations. Yep. But that's one that, you know, has the characters in it, but it's not the same yeah. story. That's fun. <laughs> and I think that's pretty cool. And I think yeah. that's one that everyone should check out. It, it's, heck,
1: yeah. it's something that I think people will have to do now. Because of how many adaptations there are. Because there's so many. There's so (laughs) many adaptations. Yeah. Yeah. That's why when we start to see the next wave of Christmas Carol adaptations, (laughs) hopefully they'll be different.
0: (laughs) I know. It's, you know, gosh, there's so, that one, I don't think there's, like, you could top that one. Yeah, they've, they've, there's so many (laughs) Christmas Carol adaptations, but we did our best to track down as many Sleepy Hollow adaptations as we could. (laughs) Yeah. However, we probably missed some. Yeah. I think so. So if we missed your favorite, let us know. Send us an email. Yeah. Tell us on Twitter. Just, just let us know yeah. that we missed your favorite Yell one. Yell
1: about it in the streets. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Alert the town crier. Yes. Whatever it is that you need to it do. They might get back to us. Yeah. Do we have any more thoughts about all of these versions of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow? Was oh. this fun? Was it this fun was... finding all these versions? It's yeah. really
1: interesting. It was I had no idea, honestly. Yeah. I knew there were a few, but mm-hmm. I had no idea there were this many.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Cuz like the the Disney one always sticks out of my mind. Yeah. I knew about The Are You Afraid of the Dark. Mm-hmm. I had heard of the the 90s ones mm-hmm. just cuz growing up at the time. Yeah. But boy oh boy, the extent of how many there are yeah. is <laughs> crazy.
0: It's pretty it's it really just shows how loved the story is. It's you
1: timeless. Know? Yeah. yeah,
0: people aren't really sick of it, which no. I think is amazing. Yeah. Right. In 200 years. Right. <laughs> and we're still like, yeah. We're still telling this story. Exactly.
1: And that really shows, it really does say how timeless this story is. Yeah. It can be done over and over again. Mm-hmm. In a lot of cases, pretty similarly. And it's, yet it's still yeah. fun.
0: It's amazing because it, it, some versions, it relies so heavily. On the time that it's in, it's yeah. so yeah. dated because of the, it's the adaptation. This is when it took place, and you know, in other versions, the time period doesn't matter at all. It could be in the nineties, could be
2: mm-hmm.
0: modern day, it could be whatever yeah. you know. And it's pretty cool that's a very versatile story. This kind of people yeah. can change it however they need to.
2: Yeah, right.
1: And when you're de- when are dealing with ghosts, mm-hmm. it can be any anything
0: spooky, spooky ghosts. because Ooh,
1: yeah, I, and it it's like. It, the tale of the midnight ride happens every year. It's just yeah. a replay of this story in real life, and that's just kind of cool. It's like that is happening in real life. <laughs> it
0: is, because yeah, because it's
1: just happening over and over.
0: Yeah, the story and- is one that gets told every year. Yeah, at Halloween, even here in Ohio, our historical society. Yeah, yeah. they they put on a headless horseman presentation every year. <laughs> yes. Woo. Autumn is here. And with it comes the urge to cuddle up and listen to a great ghost story. The Legend of Sleepy Hollow will always have a place around our campfires and on our TV screens. Some may see it as a tired story that's been played out too many times, but this is a tale that has truly withstood the test of time. It's a story that connects everyone that's ever heard it, told it, or watched it. There's a kind of magic to The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. No matter how old we become, it pulls us in, making us feel like we're there, desperately fleeing the headless horseman, And for just a moment, we're spirited away into the world that Washington Irving built.
2: Oh, man.
0: All right. And I think that is another case closed. All right. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thank you. Before we go, we'd like to thank our patrons, Joel, John, Jacob, Jacqueline, JD, Anthony, Shelley, Linda, Bob, Jaron, and Brad. Thank you so oh, much, everybody. So fast. Thank you. Yes, thank you. And... We hope you enjoy the extended version of this episode. Yes. yes. You can now buy us a popcorn at buymeacoffee.com slash Diary. And thank you to all that support us whether it be through listening, telling a friend, or donating. And remember, There Are No Small Parts is our other show. If you would like to listen to that show, short form audio drama, it's an anthology show, short episodes. Yeah.
1: Go check it out. It's on please. every podcast platform out there. And yes. They come out every month, so yeah. yes,
0: it's a monthly one. So, yeah, please check that out if you want. And uh, yeah, happy almost spooky month, everybody!
2: Oh, Ooh.
0: Bye. Bye. bye! Don't lose your head. Oh.
2: Now, rumors persisted that Ichabod was still alive, married to a wealthy widow in a distant county. But of course, the good Dutch settlers refused to believe such nonsense, for they knew the schoolmaster had been spirited away by the headless horseman. Yeah!